All right. So let's do it. So uh, I was talking about um, birthday party craziness. So in 2018, I feel like the birthday parties have gotten extravagant. So I was looking through my Facebook uh, memories because I was looking for that picture that I posted of Hunter with his first experience with Toys R Us. And I started looking at old pictures and I was like, dang, my sister Kita, she's been like extravagant in this birthday party business for a long time. Like my nieces had a full blown luau in the backyard and it was like full blown Hawaiian theme, all the decorations. Then they had um, a party next to Crystal Skate. It was a rock and roll party. I was like, they having a special performance. Like they had a dance team come out and dance live. Like, so I was like, dang, she been crazy with the birthday party stuff for a long time. But um, the unknown topic, the the unknown, untalked about parenting with the birthday party craziness is like birthday party etiquette. Like we spend, well, the parents spend so much money on these birthday parties. Like what is the acceptable budget on these birthday parties? Because I feel like some people are going above and beyond. Like even with baby showers now, like. They're like these, how much do those balloon arches and stuff cost? Because I tried to make my own and it, it didn't come out the way it was supposed to. But like, I looked at somebody's baby shower and they had like, it was like a wedding venue. Like they had the banquet tables out, the linen cloths, the, the table, the chair covers, um, full open bar, like full open bar, DJ. All It looked like a wedding, but it was a baby shower. I'm like, crap, like these people got money. But I just feel like you do, you do all of this for your baby shower or your birthday party. And how do you feel, how do the parents feel about RSVPing? Like, we know now, because I know I'm guilty of it, I'll RSVP and something may come up. Or guilty, I might just be lazy and, and be like, ah, I don't feel like it today. And I'll send like an e-gift card or something, I don't know. Or give them a gift later. But if 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 you get if you do all of this work, put in all this work, how do y'all feel if people don't show up? Like the people who RSVP for your child's party, and they don't show up for the party or the baby shower or whatever. How do you, how do y'all feel? Like does that blow y'all? Like no. Oh yes. If I spend my money and you say that you coming. You better come. Jada's here, y'all. Kita, Kita still, Kita E and Andrew here, y'all. Oh yeah. Well, it really don't bother me so much as other people. What annoys me is your so-called circle and the ones that RSVP that you expect to be there, and then they don't send you any kind of can't make it. It's mm-hmm. not. They don't say anything. That's what blows me. Like, at least give me a courtesy to say, I'm not going to make it. Like, I know you have a big venue. You send it out to a whole bunch of people. And to, like, other people, like, it's just a certain, it's just certain people that you expect to be there. So, th- those are the people that kind of annoy me. Annoy you. It's like when you don't send. Or those who I show up to all their events, but then they don't ever show up to any of mine. But then when you don't, extend the invitation to them then you get a well, I didn't get an invite well you ain't come the last time I gave you one the last 10 times so I sparked you from my list and Jade you're like a, you're like a new mom so you just threw your first birthday party um so like what do you feel about the whole birthday party craziness 
it was a mess. <laughs> so we planned for so much stuff because the baby shower was so packed. Mm -hmm. So the same people that say they're coming to the baby shower swore up and down they were going to come to the birthday party. And it wasn't, it was a nice turnout, but the amount of money that I spent on certain things, the space, everything, mm -hmm. it could have been something totally different. But because I had that big, um, people say, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. People say, oh, I'll help out. That's what gets me to, oh, you need me to get there early? You didn't come at all. Mm -hmm. Talk about early. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's what people fail to realize. Like, um, we, the parents are putting out all this money, per se. And you may say, oh, well, you didn't have to spend that much money. Well, you could have accommodated, because we sent all the RSVPs prior to us spending majority of the money. Because um, we have to know what type of venue we're going to get, et cetera, et cetera. So... My mom said she's watching. Janae said pissed. Latoya said I'm pissed if I pay for them to attend weddings aren't cheap. You pay per head as far as children's parties. I'm only upset that child was paid for. Uh, she said so ask her why Christian missed McCoy party this year. Nay said she <laughs> paid for 30 kids for Carter's party and 12 kids showed up. Yeah, um, that was me, Nay. I was guilty because I, I had the, mixed time, the time mix up, but um it's just craziness and then like i've been to some events where there's no food and i'm like what's going on like i feel like the people who you invite should be accommodated like they're bringing their kids there should be some type of something something to fulfill them like they're bringing the gift they're bringing their kids they're being responsible for bringing their kids like they should have like you should have food and I've even been to like only the kids eat parties, and that's fine and well. Um, no, it's not. Your budget. But no, I, it's not. I, it's I, not. I, it's it money. It is. I know. It's rude. <laughs> Let me just say that. Turn this camera around. I think I'm, that is poor party etiquette, and I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody on this timeline. But when you have a party, if this is how I feel. If you don't have enough money to budget to have a party, then don't have a party. Yeah. If you're going to have a party, then do it right. Because if I'm sitting there for hours on end, I'm hungry too. Mm -hmm. So if you can't afford to feed the parents and the adults, then I'm sorry. Just don't have an event. Yeah. Because I'm the one driving these kids to this party. I'm the one paying Dying for the gift. gift. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it has to be all extravagant or anything, but you can give us a burnt hot dog or something <laughs> yeah. like so I, I think pizza. it's rude I think it's poor party etiquette and that's just from my own family experience when my family have things we have endless food I'm and enough for everybody that. to have like I'm tired of, to like, eat <laughs> yeah. I'm tired Look. of the camera over so we gonna we don't got the equipment for um red table talk yet but we gonna make it work today um and today's episode is all about untalked about parenting. So we are going to be honest. And, and a slice of pizza. Yeah, like a, like a slice of pizza or whatever. Um, and like Kita said, if you don't have like the money, then don't don't throw a party. Like I'm the for Hunter's four year four year old party. I didn't throw a party. I was like, it's family skate day. Nobody has to bring him a gift. Nothing. Everybody has to pay for themselves. Like, and we had fun. And he still got gifts or whatever. But. I'm just like, let it be known that it's not a party. Like, I don't, I personally don't like dinners. Like, don't invite me to your child's dinner because I, I have to pay for myself, my kids, my hut, like my husband, or he's paying for us, and I have to bring a gift. <laughs> and that's, a, that's a fine, but like, that's a lot. You have to be considerate of your guests. So, 
That's the whole birthday party shenanigans oh, stuff. Oh, and don't come. This is not an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah. So so here's the thing. So I feel so bad as the planner oh, okay. for, That's Jack, for, right there. for Jackson's birthday party because... I felt like the wings that Wing Heaven gave me were plain and they were bland and they were really nasty. So I thought they were like just plain fried chicken. When I said plain, I thought it was going to be like fried chicken. And the seasoning was not on point. And I felt bad afterwards. I was like, this chicken is nasty. I ordered 200 pieces of chicken and it was nasty. So I felt bad for my guests because I'm like, is that why there was so much chicken left? Because it was nasty. So I felt bad for that. So... The birthday party shenanigans irritate me a little bit because I'm just like, there's etiquette on the planner side with feeding your folks and making sure your folks are accommodated. Make sure you got enough favorite bags. Make sure you have enough whatever you're giving out for the kids. Like, do a few extra or whatever. But on the parent, on the parents who are on the attendee side, make sure that you RSVP because if you don't RSVP, I might be doing personalized stuff where I'm giving like names or whatever. And oh, my child didn't get one with his name on it. Well, you didn't RSVP your child. So don't give me a, we may be there. I'm not ordering the personalized stuff. Like personalized stuff costs. So now I just start putting my kids names on everything. Like thanks for Jackson's party or Jackson's. Like I don't, I'm not doing the personalized anything. I did it for Hunter School, which was easy. It was like a printout and it was eight kids. Um, but, uh, that's the birthday party shenanigans that I wanted to talk about. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is kids, handling your kids in public. Like, how do y'all do it? I've been seeing people with their kids in Jamaica, in Aruba. I'm like, how are y'all doing this? Because I can't, and, and don't say, oh, you gotta, listen, I can't even handle my kids in Cheesecake Factory for a good two hours. For the most part, like, they start getting anxious. So, I'm like, how do y'all handle y'all kids in public? Um, also, I don't, um, I don't like the, uh, I try not to be, like, I don't see my kids doing something. Like, don't be that parent acting like you don't see your kids acting up in public. Like, you see your kid throwing these forks and knives on the floor or across the table. Like, say something because I don't want to say nothing to your kid because then that's, like, crossing the boundary line because the parenting is not on my part. But I just feel like some people don't handle their kids appropriately in public. But I also wanted to get some advice on some of y'all that be taking y'all kids, like, (laughs) all over the place. How y'all doing this? Because when I went to Punta Cana, I couldn't imagine having my kids there because, listen, it wouldn't have been no all-inclusive. Like, I'm not getting the full of fucking all-inclusive because I can't drink all day. I can't do whatever I want to do. I can't go to the, the uh, what they call it down there, a disco all night. Can't go to the disco. Yeah. So, I'm like, what is going on? But I also have to catch myself because sometimes I be wanting to, like, scream and yell at Hunter in public. And I be like, uh, I don't know because... I'm both sides. Now that I'm a parent, because I used to be like, oh, I don't like parents that yell at their kids in public. But sometimes I just be like, oh, you know that teeth? That's the mother teeth when people like, if you don't get your, I can't always do that with Hunter because he just, he don't pay attention. But I don't know. What y'all think about kids in public? Like, 
parents who don't discipline their kids at all and the kids are just going wild don't invite me there don't invite me to any event that you and your kids are going to be at if you don't if you don't even if you don't even acknowledge that your kid is doing something wrong like i don't want to be there don't invite me don't invite me to no dinners don't invite me to no get together nothing like none of that Latroy said she took Makai to Jamaica with her when he was six, and it actually wasn't that bad. I think six is not that bad, though. Like She said, because her mom was there, too. <laughs> oh, her mom? Oh, your mom is there. See, I'm here for the moms being Family there. vacations, yeah. Family vacations. You can rotate. And... Yeah. Okay, go with grandma. Yeah, Pick but if, if, you, if, if me and John just say, oh, we're going overseas, I think, I think I want my kids to be, like, 12. Yeah. Like they'll yeah. I can leave you in a room. I'm Eight. not. I'm yeah. I, I'm not there yet. Like I've done a lot of local traveling with my kids, but going out of the country. Now my girls are older. Yes, my kids are much older. But when they were little, uh, no, I'm not interested. I mean, I know people want <laughs> their kids issue. to see the world. Um, mm-hmm. Watch yeah, Sesame I'm, Street. They show the whole world. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess it depends on. Uh, the plane, all that. Oh, Lord. I guess it depends on which you're going on the trip for and who you're going with. Me, I'm a single parent, so when I finally get a chance to have a vacation, I want to let my hair down. I don't want my kids with me. So I'll have a separate vacation for them mm-hmm. that'll be a lot more budget friendly. we going to the beach or something. <laughs> yeah, oh, are these ones virgin? Are these ones virgin or something? No, I'm just adding more because I didn't. I don't think it. Y'all don't think it sat in real good. You know, I use a lot. Um, I always top it off. You add rum to her. I'm adding rum to my drink, guys. Uh, Nate said she can't wait to take Carter out of the country now that he's older. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for like 12, I think. But I guess, uh, I guess in 2020, my kids will be like seven and four when we're supposed to be renewing our vows. So. But both sets of the grandparents will be there, and not necessarily my mom, because she's going to be like, nope. But uh, my in-laws probably, most most likely. Um, but my next topic may be a little sensitive to some folks, because I've been thinking about it. I feel like this generation picks godparents for the wrong reason. And I just want to touch on that, because mm. I know, like, back in the day, like, my mom and them took godparenting seriously, like... They pick people who they said, hey, um, oh, yeah. I mean, some. okay, so we're going to talk about this because some people take it seriously. A godparent, and I look at the definition. What's the definition of godparent? But basically what I thought it was was someone who's going to stand by you and make sure that you're accountable for raising your child. So if you if you decide to be a runaway mom or runaway dad, like those people are going to hold you accountable. Or if if something were to happen to you, if something were to happen to me, honestly, it's going to go from my parents to my sisters. And it's going to be like, that's who's going to take care of them. But if, say of all, Lord forbid, all of us die at the same time, that person has to take care of my kids. So I'm not just going to pick anyone lightly, you know, just because they're my best friend or because... Um, they have a boatload of money and they don't have no kids like it is good to pick people who don't have kids because um it just helps out they're not feeling obligated to take care of their kids and your kids and the financial thing is not a huge deal like godparents do buy but don't expect it like there's a difference between desire and expectation like 
I never ask my, my kids, godparents, for anything, but they do for them constantly, all the time. And shout out to them, but I just feel like I'm not like, oh, you know, school's coming up. Can you buy them three pair yes. of shoes and five pair out five outfits? Like, no, that's my job as a parent. It's not about and I'm not no uh backup babysitter. Like I'm like my mom. She's not a babysitting grandmother. I'm not gonna be a babysitting godparent. <laughs> like that's just me. I don't even want my kids my own kids half the time. So I definitely don't want nobody else's kids. Like, no. Shout out to uh, my niece because I'm gonna have her on Wednesday, y'all. Pray for me, pray for me. <laughs> but She's spending the night. <laughs> no. So the the godparent says, um, in both religious and civil views, uh, is someone who bears witness to a child's baptism and then aids them or whatever on their spiritual formation. Uh, godparents tends to be an individual chosen by the parents to take an interest in the child's upbringing and personal development and take care of the child if anything should happen to the parents. Like, so my if it if it's like my friend who's like a party animal, she could change one 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 day. But I'm not choosing her. Like, I don't know. Maybe I would. But I want to hear what Urban Dictionary has. I love Urban Dictionary. <laughs> but y'all y'all go ahead. I'm gonna look for Urban Dictionary. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I I think that a godparent is somebody that you select. That if something like if something was to happen to you, your spouse, or your parents, or somebody else, that would be the person that you would trust to raise your kid. You not that? not just somebody that you you just pick. And um, like my sister said, some people pick godparents based on what that person has or what they don't have. Shout out to my son's godmother because he's in Florida with her right now. But <laughs> one thing I can say about when I selected his godmother, I selected his godmother for particular reasons because I knew that's somebody that I would trust mm -hmm. with my son to raise. God forbid anything happens to me. But um, she goes above and beyond to do things for him, but it's never X. It's what she wants to do. Like, there's no expectation. Mm -hmm. Me, on the other hand, I'm just going to say it like this. I have multiple god kids when i was a little bit younger like i have three kids of my own when i was a little bit younger i used to go out of my way christmas presents like go and buy them clothes shoes this and that and it became to a point where it was more so an expectation versus just what i wanted to do so if i would find myself in a financial situation where this year i really can't do it it was kind of like a well, I can't do it. Call your godmother and ask her. Like, yeah. big ticket items for Christmas, I don't feel like you should be telling your child, yeah. call their godmother and ask. Like, big ticket items for Christmas should be either that person wants to do it out of their own will, but that's the parent's responsibility or was coming to the point where they need this. And looking at yeah. me like, and I'm like, like I'm not your baby, baby father. father. Like, I have my own responsibility. My role is... If anything is to happen to your child, like I can be there for your child. You saying they having trouble, this and that. You need me to reach out to right. them. Personal like development. That is, that is my role as the godparent. Not, I don't hear from you or this child all year, but yet when, when they, they need, need a MacBook, something, then <laughs> it's a no. <laughs> you're saying call your godmother and ask. Like, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, you shouldn't pick godparents for, for that, for that, for that reason. reason. And and then like honestly and God parents help because yeah shout out to Janae too she be uh 
cash app and my little begging child down yeah. at college. Like, but I mean, it's at her own will. I don't expect her to help me with my kid in college, but mm-hmm. that that's what she chooses to do as a godmother. And you may not necessarily have to die per se. But say if you came on hard times, like mm-hmm. if you if you lost your job or if you got really sick or or things just just are really bad at that moment, then the godparent can, can step in. Or, but I don't really think like, oh, this person has the most money. Oh, they get paid a lot, so let's choose them. Like no, or they they love kids. They gonna babysit all the time. Let's choose them. No, like. Really take some thought into the process of choosing your children's godparents because it's a serious role that shouldn't be take light, taken lightly. And um, on the coming episodes, because I, I really want to have a conversation before I bring this on, on one of the mom's episodes, but I will talk about some some personal um, stuff with the godparenting thing at a later episode in season two. But um, yeah, I just think I just think really think about. Not even just the parents choosing the godparents, but the godparents accepting the role. I think it's a serious thing. And like my sister said, when you're young, you pretty much, it's like, oh, like, heck yeah, I'll do it. You know, like, I'll buy this child everything. Like, I'm going to be there. But it's a it's a big responsibility. And you don't always know the responsibility that you're taking on when you take this role. So I say to people who have been asked to be a godparent, um, just take it seriously. But the to the parents, also... Communicate with your spouse. Communicate with your partner. Um, if you're co-parenting, just make sure that y'all have the same wants in this person. Like, I'm not gonna say, "Oh, this is this is my uh, sister," so she's automatically the godmother. Like, no. Like, I'm none of my sisters are my kids' godmothers, but they're aunts. And I don't think it's always a title thing because sometimes the people who aren't my best friend Brittany aren't isn't any of my kids godparents but she does for my kids like no tomorrow you know like she buys them stuff she makes sure she talks to them on facetime or whatever like it's just being there and it's not all about the title like a lot even if you're not a godparent you have this support village and i don't know people just put a lot on the godparents and thing which they should because it's a big it's a big topic but i think they look at the different like what other godparents do Mm -hmm. in comparison but i think sometimes it's situational because I know when I was growing up, my godparents were Everything. very much involved. Yeah. Like they had me every weekend and this and that. But there were situations around that where they were actually like helping my mom and my grandmother out mm-hmm. in those situations. So it was more so of a community kind of upbringing. Like right. they, there were there was a reason why they were getting me every other every mm-hmm. weekend and doing the things that they were doing. And it's like, just like um, marriages and relationships. Yeah. Like you can't compare your marriage and your relationship or your career status to somebody else's. Like live your life. So don't say, oh, their godparents buy themselves all the time. So y'all should be doing that as godparents too. And, and they babysit their godchild all the time. Like everybody got a different scenario. Everybody got a different situation. Like... The comparison tool, I'm telling y'all, this generation with the comparison is out of control. Like social media, all that, it's just it's just a big thing. But yeah, I thought I thought that was a good unknown, untalked about parenting uh, subject to talk about. But everybody just shouting out their bomb godparents, and, and John said, "What big heart ain't coming to Portal?" <laughs> oh yeah, she is. <laughs> um. So the other one was 
holiday crazy holiday schedules like y'all um holiday schedules if you got kids and and they have like two different families mommy said yes i thank god for every one of y'all godparents Ma Alicia up here giving me side eyes. <laughs> she said she got gypped. <laughs> she found her own. <laughs> that, that's why you don't make your sons your godparents. <laughs> yeah. I think we all got like bomb godparents. And also, like my sister said, she found her own. She did uh, have Aunt Kim and Uncle Rex are amazing. But I also, me and Christian actually share a godmother. Because um, when I was 17, like, Lisa came and said, she pretty much took me under her wing. And it started off just, like, her taking me out, just talking to me. And she's she groomed me in the professional world, all of that. So she became my godmother at 17. So it's not always the godparent from birth. Like, some people are going to come in your life and have an effect on your child or have an effect on you that you may want to say, oh, like, so I don't think it's a I don't think it's a rule that says you have to make a godparent as soon as the you find out you're pregnant. Like, oh, I'm pregnant. Who gonna be the godparents? Like, and if you don't get picked, that's okay too. Because I heard a lot of feelings apparently when I pick my godparent. I mean, my yeah. Godparents. But it's about your parenting style. If you're a parent, and I don't like what you're doing. You're not gonna be taking my child. And if you so, if you're still a part of our village. Then just be yeah. a part of the village. Like she don't, she don't people get people get caught up on the on the title. That's what I was saying. People get caught up on the title. My cousin said she don't have godparents, but I'm sure she has people in her village who has made a difference in her life, who's made a positive impact on her life, who may have uh, financially helped her or Girl, took care of her. Y'all, y'all, uh, Brooks Lee's is deep. You got all them aunts and uncles. You don't need no godparents. <laughs> right. They got the best support system. You know what I'm saying? If my grandmother was here, she'd be like, yes, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But, yeah, so people get caught up on the title. Like my sister said, some people get their feelings hurt and say, well, why didn't you pick me to be your child's godparent? Like, it's not always a given that you're going to be chosen, but just play your role as in my support system. If you're not chosen, does that mean you don't want to be a part of my child's life? That's crazy. And that means you was never real from the beginning. Uh, Yeah, my husband doesn't have godparents either. He told me that. I was like, who's your godparents? He's like, I don't have godparents. And um, one of my exes had Chinese godparents. And I thought that was like, <laughs> I was like, what's your parents find these godparents? <laughs> like, how you got Asian godparents? Like, so that was funny to me. But, yeah, it might not be somebody in your family. It may not be. I don't know. It's different aspects. But the holiday schedule threw me off guard when I had kids, y'all, because I, I could choose whether I wanted to go or not. But now with the crazy holiday schedule with kids, it's kind of like you feel obligated to take the kids to both houses. And, listen, I'm getting exhausted. Like Christmas, Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, Father's Day. I feel exhausted because I'm like, I don't necessarily want to do both. You're out all day. Like, granted, all these holidays, most of them, well, the like Mother's Day and Father's Day, they're usually on Sunday. So you're going to church. Then you're doing something with one family, you're going to the next family. Christmas and Thanksgiving. Christmas is exhausting. Like, you got to wait for them to open all these gifts at one house, eat here, go to the next house, wait for these gifts, eat here, go to the next. Like, it's just a lot. So, like, is there like an unwritten rule that says you gotta like spend holidays with both families? I think that it's not a rule, but so say on Christmas we stay here all day and I don't go to class house. It's like 
But why you want to hang with my family? So you don't want to feel like the other person's family's getting shortchanged and not seeing the kids, or you just Christmas. Christmas, I think I get, but like Thanksgiving. Everybody making turkey. Everybody making macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Everybody making sweet potatoes. Like, <laughs> do you? And, and does it feel bad to say that? Uh, you know, I didn't eat at this person's house. Like, I don't know. I don't All know. day events draining. I um, think people should do like a, like, if you and your spouse are together, then maybe that's something that you can discuss. Like, will you all do? rotating holidays mm-hmm. like we spend thanksgiving with my family this year and we'll spend christmas with your family or vice versa we'll take the kids to my parents house on christmas eve and we're gonna do like it has to be yeah. some kind of coordination there because it is draining or if you are in a co-parenting situation like myself it was always a little bit easier because mm-hmm. my girls they will always wake up with me and then they would spend the later the part of the day right. With their dad and his family, so I. I but think then you didn't have about, to go. I didn't have to go, right. so I'm like, it was a little bit more easier with me go with ahead. the co-parent. <laughs> you could just. But when you're a spouse, like when you're husband and wife, and y'all doing yeah. things with your family, I think it should just be like, well, we go, we'll do Christmas with your family, we'll do Thanksgiving. But with then, mine. but then that even complicated because like, I was thinking about that too. But then I was like, flip a coin. Well, what if this I want to do Christmas this year? What if you want to do Christmas? <laughs> you want to do Christmas every year? Like yeah. Christmas is huge with us. I want Christmas every year. <laughs> I, I think I think the family that has like if if your family traditions is big on Christmas and then but everybody think their family traditions is big. Well, this is big. Us us we just think we the fun family. Yeah, we actually really think we're you fun. You feel like you missing something, man. It's we think we fun. We feel like we feel like we missing something. And Jado be the main one. What time y'all coming? What time are y'all getting here? Like we we like really think we're fun as crap. Like nobody else probably think we as fun as we think we are. But yeah, um, Toya said nope. I did that my whole life, and Christmas wasn't fun. I do what I want now. If I can't see once, I'll see them next year. Alternating holidays usually work. Yeah, like, I'm getting to that point. Before you go to the next, I know. Home. Yeah, that's the thing. You be trying not to hurt people's feelings and this mm-hmm. and that. But like, yeah, if you really not having fun, then why do it? Like, go where you really want to go, and people feeling get over their feelings. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Hashtag. My mom said, well, I didn't do it every year since we know. Scott would go to his mom's house and I will be at home because my parents came over our house every holiday. See, my mother wanted them selfish spouses. She was a selfish <laughs> spouse. I ain't going. There was never a question. <laughs> my mom and my daddy here. <laughs> we do Christmas at night. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's still like that. She's like, well, I bought the kids a whole lot. <laughs> yes, she makes all of them spending night here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we have made the Christmas Eve thing our tradition now. Um, well, we do the Christmas Eve party, we do a pajama party or whatever, and, and spend time. But then we also do Christmas together. So I'm telling y'all, we really think we're fun until the, <laughs> until the fun ends. <laughs> but no, uh, I don't know. I just was like, is there like an unwritten rule when you have kids about holidays? Because, I mean, if it's not court-ordered, because some people have court-ordered uh, holidays. Um, and then I was I was hearing some, some things on social media um, on Father's Day, of course. Y'all know Father's Day brings out all the drama. Oh, on Mother's Day, it's all, like, sweetness, and everybody, like, sweet about it. Oh, this is my mom. Shout out to my mom. Like, on Father's Day, the drama comes out. Oh, it gets ugly. It gets ugly. <laughs> so, people were like, um, I saw a post when they were like, so is it, so is it 
on Father's Day, people don't want their kids. Like, I thought Father's Day, you're supposed to spend with your kids. So, apparently, some fathers was like, they didn't want their kids on Father's Day. And <laughs> Listen, I'm a mother, and the, and the typical Mother's Day, I would love to be kid-free at somebody's spa enjoying me. So, I don't see anything wrong with you saying you don't necessarily want your... If you are there with your kids ball, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you live in the house with your kids and your husband and... Like, oh, if you choose a... to that day just say, hey, mm-hmm. I want this day to be mine, I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong. With... I mean, it, it depends on, on the dynamics of your family, but I, I wouldn't necessarily, like, judge somebody because they don't want to be with their kids on that particular day if they're an involved parent. They might just want a kid-free day. Mm-hmm. So, so like, and John, John said that he didn't want to be with his kids on Father's Day. <laughs> So, yeah, cause, so I'm thinking maybe that's something that people should try out next year for Mother's Day and Father's Day. The dads take the kids on Mother's Day and the mothers take the kids on Father's Day. Because honestly, we love our kids. We do. But when I went, when we go out to dinner on Mother's Day, everybody's eating and I'm like flipping jacks across <laughs> my shoulder and it's just a lie. And Hunter, calm your voice down. It's, it's not as enjoyable. And so that's why John usually takes me out the night before because he knows the next day is going to be crazy on Mother's Day. But I feel like on Mother's Day, maybe you should have, like, that peace. Like, yeah, restaurants. Right. On Mother's Day, you take the kids and let me be me. On Mother's Day, I don't want to be a mother. <laughs> on Mother's Day, I don't want to be a mother. That's, that is my wish for today. We're going to get t-shirts uh, next year that say that. <laughs> And go to the spa or something like. Send me on, send me on a girls trip for Mother's Day. Have me at somebody's spa for yeah. Mother's Day, and you white robe. So um, yes. <laughs> these girls that went to high school was well, two of them went to high school with me, and one of their friends they actually did that, which was which I thought was really cool. They did like um, a Mother's Day thing where they t- they took a day. It wasn't Mother's Day. It was mm-hmm. like that Friday to that Saturday or something. They stayed at a hotel in DC. They went to brunch that Saturday. Like, they just they just did what they wanted to do. And I think that was cool. I was like, oh, that's tight. I'm going to do that next year. Maybe I'll do a momish, but it only got to be a limited of us because, you know, you know, it'll be like five of us. But that's it. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I thought I thought that was weird that people were saying that on Father's Day it was a lot of stuff coming out. And then it was another Father's Day one. All the drama came out on Father's Day, even from me. I did some shade on Father's Day, too. I ain't gonna lie. I did some shade on Father's Day, because, uh, yeah. But, <laughs> sips rum. Sips, sips rum. But, I don't know. Maybe y'all should try that next year. Like, give your spouse or your co-parent a break. Um, it was something else that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> they said pass her the skinny pop. Pass her the skinny pop. Listen, it gets real. Yeah. Um. Oh, so that's what I wanted to do. Um. Because because we're we're like dwindling down on the time, and I'm not gonna keep y'all as a Sunday, and it's a bomb Sunday at that. Some people were saying they was watching Mommy's Poolside. Shout out to them. Thank you guys for still tuning in. But I wanted to do a recap of all of the episodes from Mommy's, like our favorite ones. So. Um, episode one was when I had my mom on here and we talked about discipline and y'all remember my mom saying she didn't tear us up. 
Hashtag she definitely up. hashtag toe up. That was the hashtag the episode. So that one was pretty cool to me because uh it was funny watching it back. My mom came and she was sitting there all quiet. Then she just whipped the iPad out and she's not quoting y'all some scriptures. She gave like a mini sermon on sparing out the rod and all this other stuff. And I was like, Mom, all right, cool it. We about to start drinking wine. It's a lot. But yeah, so she, that was episode one with the discipline. Episode two was, um, was that single mom? I think that was the third one, wasn't it? The third one was single mom. So episode two was, was that Danny and the nanny? Yes. Oh, yes. Episode two was Danny <laughs> and the nanny. I think that was one of the uh, crowd favorites, if you have it. Oh, um, yeah. Everybody was talking about who they would allow in their household. And uh, a lot of people had mixed reviews. Some people said if they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat. But... I mean, we we all agree. Well, we all agree that you're not gonna invite the person in your house, and like. No, nah. <laughs> and like I told John, if Michael B can't come in there cooking me eggs, then Rihanna ain't coming there winding it up either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, John has a crush on Gabrielle Union, so. Oh, she and steals we, mans. We know. And that. we know. <laughs> <laughs> so. so much- no, did y'all see uh, the meme with Alicia Keys? Because I was cracking up. Alicia Keys was talking about the immigrants. And it wasn't funny because she was real serious. And they was like, Alicia Keys is uh, taking up for the families that's being separated. And then she separated families. <laughs> I was like, they are wrong. The internet is undefeated at this point. Like, so, yeah. So, the Danny and Annie was a real... It was a lot of it was a lot of a lot of emotions. Like some people was getting in their feelings yeah. about it. Some people was laughing. Um, we had a lot of men participation on that one, which was cool. And then episode three um, was single mom, me myself and I, and we had Keita here talking about her experience and her journey as a single mother. And I I thought that was good because it kind of helped like some single mamas out. Uh, with their journey and sh- and saying you don't have to be a better baby mother like we don't want to see your post about your baby father all the time sis like if he not only doing then go to the court like write a junction write a statement like don't write your statements on facebook we can't do nothing for you but right write them and get that money because <laughs> the only thing you're doing on facebook is having us screenshot it in our group chat like oh girl you didn't see that they at it again. <laughs> she mad now. <laughs> that was a meme too when they was like, uh, I forgot how it went, but she, the girl was, they was talking about girls and they were like, like I hope you, I hope he stopped doing whatever he's doing to you because I'm tired of y'all. Like first of all, if you break up, stop breaking up and making up on Facebook, and then when somebody comment get mad like mind your business well you just made it our business because we didn't watch y'all break up and make up all year long so right. it's, it's we our business in this. we in this together it's our relationship <laughs> i feel broken up too um episode four was mix them up no yeah mix them up the blended families i'm up okay so i was about to say to the list. podcast i'm going i got i got the uh uh-huh i got the i got the i got the uh the list here because i was like oh crap these was these were some cool uh episodes and i laughed all over again with my notes so one was discipline two was daddy and a nanny three was single mama what was me myself and i four was mix them up four was mix them up we went through the blended families uh we had tenille 
and Latroya here. And they were pretty cool. And they both actually had kids going in. And the other person had kids coming in. So theirs was pretty cool. Um, and we just talked about how the uh, other co-parent handles it. And, and remember, Troya said uh, her husband is still the little friend in her in one of her baby father's eyes. <laughs> He's the little friend that gave her a ring. And so they don't want to meet him. So that was interesting. And, and they were both, like, honest about... Um, handling financial uh, statements and all of that and how they deal with that. So, I thought that episode was pretty cool. Five was, are you sure you sure? These were couples who think they want to have kids. And we were like, seriously? Are you sure? <laughs> you sure you want to have kids? And that was Curtis and Monica. Um, shout out to them. Abnormal Visions and Monty Menu. Um, and then Rel and Vicky, uh, Hunter's godparents. Um, and they're actually... I think they... Rel and Vicky actually love kids. Like, they'll get kids randomly, you know? And Monica, like, loves kids. And Curtis is funny. He loves kids, but he's like, I don't know what the heck to do with them yet. Like, so he's funny with that. And then Six was Bad Moms, which is pretty cool. We had shots from Barbie Chicks, a mobile bartender. Um, and we just were talking about going out too much, partying too much. What's What's the boundaries? Uh, seven was Rockabye Break Baby. That was one of my favorite episodes. I thought that was a lot going on there. We was talking about do a do a baby make or break a relationship, or we were talking about trap babies. We talked about a lot in the episode, so that one was cool. I'm gonna come back to that. Now the inboxes on that one. Listen, I got a lot. People took that one personal. Some people took that personal. Like people was like, I saw your podcast today. I was like. Okay, so I don't even know you, yo. <laughs> but uh, eight was <laughs> eight was nine to five. Mama live. That was just me talking about um, just me, just how I get through it without drinking all the time. Um, and then nine was daddish, and I thought daddish was like an amazing episode. We had uh, Lindell, John Carter, um, Torian, and who else? Oh, and Clyde. Hashtag little bottle. Um, so they were here and they all had different backgrounds as a dad, but I thought it was really cool to see the variety and all of that. And it was it was good to spotlight some dads at one point. So if you could just comment and tell me what was your favorite episode from the nine episodes um of Momish, I would love to hear your feedback. But while you're commenting, I'm gonna ask Jada and Keita and my other sisters here, Lee is here, but she's not gonna be on the camera, but um just to see what y'all uh, favorite episodes were. You know what mine was. Rockabye Break Baby. You love Rockabye Baby. I love that one because <laughs> I got somebody that came full throttle at me. <laughs> Sis said the whole episode was about her and I was talking about her. I, she's probably listening now. That's why I'm a little tickled pink. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. You know who you are. But, anywho, she. So. That hit some real nerves because sis was like, y'all were talking about me. Listen, you're not that relevant in my life for a whole episode to be be about you, sis. Are you, sis? um, Are you? (laughs) So, of course, that was my favorite episode. What was yours, Jada? Mine was Danny Nanny and watching how many people lie. When you know people (laughs) personally, and I'm like, really? No. Jada was hype one day. You are not going to let this lady come. Like you lying. 
Jada came out the woodworks on Danny and the Nanny. I think that was her first uh, camera preview. She was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Jada said she checking undies and everything. Like, you can't have no thong on. No. Come to watch her kids. Why? <laughs> you better get comfortable. All them runs. You need to wear some. All them runs. <laughs> Tennis shoes, sweatpants, not tight ones. <laughs> and the sweatshirt. I cannot. Lee, what was your favorite episode? The fact that I can't relate to none of this. Yeah. I know. So Alicia is the aunt without kids. So I read an article yesterday. was actually pretty interesting. I was going to send it to Lee. Um, they said that child, childish, childless, child, not childish, childless <laughs> aunts are are like unknown heroes. And I think that's I think that was pretty cool because um, before I came before I became a mom, like I like totally love. I still love my niece and nephew. I'm not gonna say I, I had totally. I I totally love my nieces and nephews, and Christian used to be my road dog. Like he was my sidekick, um, so I think it is a good experience to ha- to be an aunt before you have kids, and even even after. Like Jada and Kita always, well, Kita had kids, but Jada didn't have kids, and she would always have Hunter and, and want to do stuff. Like, listen, I was like, okay, but Harlem wakes up and. Before she want to talk to me, she gets down and runs knocking on Alicia's door. <laughs> yeah. Harlem, yeah, Harlem State, she used to call Lee boo-boo because Alicia started calling her boo-boo. But my mom said she liked the dad episode. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, it was I, different. Yeah, it was different to see the men come on and actually talk because men aren't like, really known. don't talk. Yeah, because men really aren't talkers. Like, Torian is a talker. But um, I didn't really know, like, Lindell, but um, uh, how he, like, talked. Because he told you at work, I used to be just silent. But I know my husband's not a huge talker. He don't like to be in my snaps. He don't like to take pictures. But I make him do it anyway. But, I mean, he actually expressed himself. Clyde is not a big talker. Um, sweating bullets. Yeah, and I just felt it was good for them to, like, express their experience as dads. Because we can get on here and talk for days, like... But the men aren't necessarily talkers. Donisha said the dad episode was a favorite. Just to hear the story about the single dad and adopting your mate's child was very interesting. Yes, that was bomb. Like, for real. I was just like, that's a lie. That was good. That was bomb. You see what Nikita said? That was your fave because your love muffin was on. <laughs> she like Alicia, you ain't slick. Your honey bunny was on that episode. She, she was like, she was like, oh, uh, she was like, oh, he looked good on camera. <laughs> Donnie, she said, oh yeah, boo, the light was hitting you just right. You ain't slick, girl. <laughs> but no, I, I'm uh for next season. I'm looking into some studio space. I really do love my mom's kitchen though, cause we all can get together. But um. Just some studio space, some more technology advances, um, also with Abnormal Visions. But um, I just wanted to shout out Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith, Red Table Talk, because a lot of people tag me in it, and it is bomb. I love it, y'all. I love watching Jada Pinkett. But I'm like, crap, now I want a round table. You know what I'm saying? So, but I thought it was interesting, and I did want to, like, chime in on some of her topics. Like, the one that she had about sex with her kid, with Willow, per se, um, I thought that was interesting. It was Willow and her best friend. I thought that was interesting because a lot of us do shelter our kids and they're getting their their information from the streets or from school or from somebody that don't understand. Like, I know for me, 
my mom wasn't the most open about sex with us. So the most that we learned about sex was from school and from friends and, oh, you lost your virginity. And they don't tell you the whole story. They just be like, yeah, I just, yeah, it was, I don't know. And you don't get that educational background. And I think that's why a lot of our young girls, not saying they're getting pregnant is, is bad, but they they get pregnant. They don't understand what's going what's going on. They get heartbroken by the person that they have sexual interactions with. I don't know. And that's what Jada Pinker was saying, like, uh, the sliding in the DMs. There's no really no personal contact. I know a couple of my friends, and I'm not a, I'm not totally against it, but I no, actually, we t- we gonna tell the truth today because I am totally against it. And I tell them all the time. I I, I am I don't agree with the online dating thing. Like to me, I feel like I would meet somebody in person get to know them because these people are lying on their profiles like, online time. dating is scary to me because yeah. you know i'm a little yeah. but like i just feel like i'll end up with the you can tell me anything. psycho killer or something like that and somebody mess around and chop me up into little pieces in somebody's yeah. backyard or something like yeah, yeah. online dating is a little scary to me. I watch too much Law and Order SVU <laughs> for that. Like, um, I don't need Olivia Benson trying coming to look for me. <laughs> so I thought that one was cool. Um, the one with Magic Johnson's son, interesting. The whole transgender bathroom stuff. Because I was one that was very upset when the government announced to us that we was going to start getting transgender bathrooms and not necessarily transgender but you can associate yourself with any bathroom me personally i was like no like you're meaning a grown man that's going to be going to these bathrooms with a girl or a woman like you don't ever know anybody background we were just talking about the uber stories and the lyft stories like they know their um background as an uber driver but you don't know who you're picking up so i don't know who's coming in these bathrooms it could be a perverted man saying i'm gonna dress like a transgender and Listen, I go the worst scenario ever. Uh, and he can rape me. Like, <laughs> I just don't even know. So I'm not for it. I'm not for the transgender bathrooms and stuff like that. And I, I think Cookie Johnson was pretty uh, good as a mom accepting that. Because I honestly don't know how I would handle that unless I was in that situation. However, I probably wouldn't handle it as well as she, as well as she, as well as she did. But, yeah, to each his own. And I'm not bashing anybody who may be transgender or anything like that. I'm just saying, me personally, I don't know how I would handle it unless I was in that situation, which I haven't been. So, And then Tiffany Haddish was on there, which was funny. But I thought her story was interesting because I never knew that she was put in group homes and stuff. So it was five of them. Two sisters got put together. The brothers got put together. And she got separated. And she went into the home by herself and all this stuff. But... um. She was almost about to cry because she said her mom never told her that she was proud of her. So I was like, I think we should be more conscious of telling our kids what they do right rather than what they do wrong all the time. So hashtag momish, hashtag daddish. Like, let's just encourage our kids because with all these suicidal rates and kids just, kids are mean. Adults are mean. We were talking about trolling today. Like, it's it's just a different environment. So we don't know what this generation is faced up against. So... Yeah, because if I was a celebrity, y'all would never see my kids. Like, y'all are mean to these celebrity kids. So, on that topic, because Keita Keita just reminded me, on that topic, the song that Drake wrote, do y'all think that he's true talking about he hiding hiding the world from his kid or his kid from the world? I think this is how I feel about that. He was doing a little bit of both. He didn't Mm -hmm. want people in his business. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when he did find out his baby was his and they did whatever they did behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, 
We don't know that man no, personally. No. I feel like he was being a dad to his kid. Mm-hmm. Rather, like, and she also but, said the other day that she's not going to show that baby. And so. that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it probably was a little bit of both. Like, yeah, I don't want y'all in my business because y'all trolls. And then on the second note, like the way he went about it, the lady celebrity, he didn't want all of that because with, like, look what they doing now. Right. You know what I'm saying? They bashing the mother. His baby mother looked like trash, this and that. Like, eventually that child's going to be old enough to read these comments. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel him. Like, I, I feel him a little bit. Like, he was doing a little bit of both, but what a business is it of ours? Like, and on that note, he's a regular On person. that note, as a parent, I, I think that we should also shelter our kids from certain things. Like, you shouldn't be on the internet twerking with your boobs out and your booty out. I'm sorry. Like, those are personal videos or personal pictures that you should have because your kid could catch up to that. But, um... Nay said, did I see the little boy from This Is Us? Yes. We were talking about that, Nay, before I came on. Um, the the uh, child, Randall, he was, uh, they were talking about it on the radio. He was trolled, and they were talking about his gap and how he's ugly with his gap and stuff. And he was like, fix your heart. Like, I can fix my gap, but I, his parents have trained him. He said it doesn't bother him, but he did touch on the suicidal rate and how the suicidal rate is up for kids mm-hmm. because they don't know how to handle certain things like, this is this generation is is a lot on who likes me, who's accepted me type generation. And we all get there even as adults, but I think our kids like I don't even know. Hunter told me to call the police on one of his friends <laughs> before the school and before the school year ended. And I was like, "Hunter, what are you talking about?" He's like, "I want you to call the police. I'm not going to say her name cuz you know, you got to give people's permission to say people kids names now." And he was like, you need to call the police on her. I said, well, what did you do? He, he said, he, she hit me and I can't hear her back. But he knows, like, don't hit girls back and and not. <laughs> not but he said, I should call the police on her. So I, I, feel, I just feel like it starts at an early age. And I don't know, just I just say be aware and make that relationship open with your kids. Like, talk to your kids to some certain extent. Like, your kids, you shouldn't be talking to your kids about everything but yeah just be open because a lot of these kids know these songs and we don't know they know them like hunter told john that was his that uh when 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 some 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 and he's like daddy turn it up that's my song like we were like where did you where'd you hear this song from so our kids are listening to these uh, these songs and they know the lyrics at, at uh jackson's party these kids was coming up to me making song requests. Like, they was at the club. <laughs> What's, what they saying that song to Yeah, they were like, play shoo, shoo. And I was like, well, what are they saying? Like, I never even knew the words. I just see everybody doing this dance, which I can't do because I don't got no rhythm. But I'm like, they were they they were requesting. I like it like that. Cardi B, um, Rolly Oli with a dab ranch. And I, I was like, I didn't even know that song was about a Rolex and something else. But I don't know the meaning of these songs. Like, sometimes I sing them and I don't know the meaning of these songs. Like, uh, the Carter CD, I've been singing the crap out of that. I don't... Listen, that goes back in generations because we just learned we was hopping to the vibrator song. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and every family cook out. We did not... Uh, the electric slide. We did not know we was, we was dancing to a vibrator. That's crazy. And then, you know, the older school would tell you, get up, come on. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Yo, we used to hit that. We didn't even know. We sitting there talking about some grown folks' business that we didn't even know about. 
So that was crazy. And a lot of song meanings are coming out because it took it took me a while to I got older to know that next was talking about something too. And and uh, <laughs> um, dancing too close. Yeah, yeah, something was going on there too. <laughs> so a lot of kids don't know what they're singing. So just be aware of that stuff. But. Shout out to y'all for hanging in on Momish. I gotta give a shout out to my support crew, my sisters. Uh, I use Lee's laptop like every episode. Um, and uh, Jada usually cooks or buys drinks. Kita comes and gives y'all the real tea. Okay, she's been a Momish supporter from day one. Uh, my mom for letting me use her kitchen. Abnormal Visions for the uh, production. He does all of the uh, I- iTunes stuff. Shout out to iTunes. Follow us on iTunes at mom dash hyphen ish podcast. And then um, Monty Menu. Shout out to them because they're a power couple. They've been supporting me. And then to my husband, John, who's been supporting me since day one. And then to Hunter and, and Jackson for making me a mom to even do mom ish because I wouldn't even. I mean, who wants to talk about mom stuff if you ain't a mom? But, yeah, so you don't really mm-hmm. understand it. But I think it's relatable with everybody. Um, season 2 is coming up. And I think I'm going to go live for, like, a snippet next week because we're having, like, a, a celebration next week. We're going to brunch and just celebrating the end of the season. So shout-out to y'all for hanging in there. I don't got Google DJ unless I, if I did, I would have played some music by now. But I don't. But have a great Sunday. Have a great week. It's been real, y'all. I'll keep posting on the Momish Podcast Instagram. Um, and then follow me on here and then on iTunes at mom hyphen ish podcast.com. No, not dot com. Too much wrong. <laughs> it's not dot com. It's just on iTunes, y'all. But check out the uh previous episodes. Season two coming in August 2018. Bye y'all. It's all shut down. Check. I'm about to say she got a ton of okay so we are on momish season two episode one and so today's episode is entitled the milky way um one of the biggest debates in motherhood and parenthood i should say um is what's the best feeding method for moms like I need my cup I got you Lindale I'm definitely gonna give you your cup um is who's the better mom I guess and a lot of there's a lot of um misconceptions about being a breastfeeding mom and being feeding your child formula so today we're going to talk about that we're going to get into a debate and I know people are going to have their strong opinions on either side um but first let's get into some intro first of all welcome back already did that hot topics um the first hot topic is hunter started kindergarten guys um so i am a mother of a kindergartner hunter had to take the early admittance test for kindergarten because his birthday is late um and he passed it which i was like elated about but now that he's in kindergarten I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready, you know? He's been doing good, um, but as any child, it's a transition period. And it's going to be really interesting um, to see when I have one of my uh, educators come on here because I really want to talk to educators that are also moms. 
Um, I've worked in the school system before with special uh, education students. Um, so it's a little different when it's your own child because I don't have the patience. But he's doing good. Uh, we're going on our first field trip tomorrow. So he finally gets to ride the school bus because he's been pressed to ride the school bus. So he finally gets to ride the school bus on the field trip. So we're excited about that. I also became a football mom over this time. Um, I'm not really into the football mom thing. I like the sport. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge football fan, um, even though this season I really haven't been paying attention. But um, I'm a football fan, but I don't think that I like being a football mom. Like, it's just too much for me. Um, Hunter did soccer before, and he just did t-ball. And I like, I'm like, I'm all for being a baseball mom. Like, I want to be a baseball mom because the football mom it thing, it's just like different. Like the parents are so aggressive, and I'm not, I'm not ready for that. I'm, I'm not even a gr- aggressive person. So like today, I went to my nephew's game, and one of the boys got hurt. And everybody's still cheering and the game still goes on. I'm like, uh-uh. I would be one of those moms that get in the middle of the field and be like, ain't nobody playing until I find out if he's okay. Like, that's just me. Because I'm just like, this mom is like panicking. I would be panicking. Like, I don't know if football's for me. So my husband's like, I'm not allowed to go to the games when Hunter starts playing, like, contact football. But that's neither here or there. Hopefully, he's a baseball player so I can be a baseball mom. You know what I'm saying? Um, the third hot topic is we went to Disney World, guys. Hunter took over Disney for his fifth birthday, and we had a blast. Um, a lot of us went. It was my whole entire family um, went to Disney World for four days. Um, we stayed in a big house. Um so it wasn't like several hotel rooms. Um, so we had a great time. Like the adults had fun. My mom did watch the kids one night while the adults went to like the haunted, uh, for haunted, you know, haunted night or whatever. But it was fun. We had a really really good time. But I will have a episode about travel moms because this was my first time traveling with kids. I mean, we go to like Sesame Place and stuff like that. But on it was their first flight. Um, it was a lot to like think about, think, uh, remember to bring, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to have like, um, someone come on here. It's going to be Raquel, um, come on here and talk about travel moms, because, um, I think it's a really good episode to have to kind of like highlight that, um, information. So if you're planning on going to Disney world, the first thing I will say is save, like it's expensive, like the park tickets itself are expensive. And then the flights, um, the, there's really no, like, kid flights or anything like that. That's expensive. Eating, etc. So we'll do a whole episode on, like, life hacks of traveling moms. And the fourth hot topic is, I went to go see that movie, The Hate You Give, with my husband. And that movie was amazing, guys. Like, go see it if your kids are old enough to uh, to to understand, I guess. Take them to go see it because um, it hit some really, really good points um, that we're definitely going through in this time and age. Like this generation is going through a lot more than what I remember us going through at that age. So um, it was an excellent movie. It was emotional for me because I am raising two uh, black boys and I just feel I just felt some type of way. I mean, I understand that the stuff is going on. Um, but I left there saying, 
wow, like when is the appropriate age to have that conversation with Hunter and Jackson? Because it really hit me when he was talking to his daughter about it. Um, I'm not going to give the movie away, but I'm just saying go see the movie and then we're going to chat about it on the next episode. Because, I mean, it hit me hard, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but go see it. So, um, today's episode is called The Milky Way. My hair looks a mess, y'all. I think that's why I keep playing with it. It's, like, annoying me. Um, we went out last night. We had parents' night out. Shout out to my mom for allowing us to have date night last night. Um, so, we had fun, and I'm a little bad mom's club today. <laughs> I still have my wine, though. Cheers to y'all. Cheers to y'all. Pick up your glass of wine. Um, so, today's episode is called The Milky Way. Um, the reason why I called it the Milky Way is because whose milk is the best? What's the best method of feeding your kid? And I want y'all to be like great co-hosts today, especially the moms, especially the dads that are watching, because I want to know like y'all perspective, because I want to get like a consensus of information, I guess, on what do you guys think? Um, but before we dive in, I do want to, uh, just give a disclaimer that, breastfeeding of course no matter what side breastfeeding versus bottle feeding i wrote this down of course no matter what side you are on as long as it is keeping you and your baby happy and satisfied go for it you know what i'm saying go for it whatever um whatever your preference is is great like i this is momish we're all amazing moms we're all strong moms we're all bomb moms like there's no, I'm not knocking either way because to me, I see the benefit of both of them. Like, I could go either way. I don't have, like, a side to be on. But personally, I'm on, today I'm on side team formula because that's how my kids were fed. Um, so I'll give you the background history for me personally. I uh, wanted to breastfeed Hunter and I started off breastfeeding Hunter. It was very, very painful. Like I was crying real painful tears, guys. Like it was very painful. And I was just like, I can't do this no more. And I went to uh, Children's where Hunter's doctor was and they let me see a lactation consultant. And she was like, I see why you're crying. Like he's tearing you up. Like Hunter was very, very greedy. He was very aggressive. And I was just like, you know, I don't know if he's getting enough milk. Um, and I wasn't, I guess I wasn't producing the milk as fast as he needed it. And so it made me feel like a little down. But then I was just like, you know what? He can be formula fed. So Hunter was formula fed. And when it came to Jackson, um, when it came to Jackson, I didn't even try. I was just like, no. It's like, you don't want to try? No, I'm okay. Formula, give me the bottle. Give me give me the Similac, Team Similac. Um, and the reason why I wanted to give that background is because I did try, um, and a lot of moms do try. And today's episode, I really want to dig into the, the deep misconceptions that, oh, because I can't breastfeed my child, I'm a bad mom, and I feel like my kids are going to be sick, or my kids are going to be, uh, like, delayed mentally, or, like, they have all of these false facts, alternative facts, that if you are unable to breastfeed your child, you should feel less than in the mom community, and that's not true. I don't think that's true. So, 
let's go into the benefits of breastfeeding. So I got this offline, y'all. So the benefits of breastfeeding, this is what they said online. The benefits of breastfeeding is one, it fights infections in newborns and strengthens the immune system. And I get that. That's great. Awesome. Whoop. Go breastfeeders. But I also have to take up for the team formula because my kids are also not sick. Their immune system is pretty strong, if you ask me. I'm, my health bills are not, like, out of the window. So I feel like, okay, yes, y'all fighting infections and, and strengthening y'all immune system. But so are us formula moms. Like, stand up for the formula moms. Can I get, like, people in the comments to tell me whether you breastfeed, breastfed or are you a formula feeder? Because I want to know. I just want to get a little, like vote going on um so the second one they said is the perfect meal because breast uh breast milk gives you essential vitamins and minerals for development and i get that they say that formula can't compete just just yet they're saying that the minerals and the vitamins that are um produced in the formula milk like similac infamil etc are not up to uh the standards of breast milk and I mean that's great once again go breastfeeders um that's awesome and I just say that because I don't know I feel like my kids are getting the perfect vitamins and minerals and in, in, in Similac um and that's just me personally because I'm not gonna all I'm not gonna come and say oh my kids are less than because your child was breastfed so they're smarter than my kid or your child is breastfed so your child is more healthier than my kid like no my kids are healthy my kids are smart my kids are the bomb okay um three now three I'm all for the next actually the next two I'm all for next three I'm all for um, three days say free and convenient. Now we'll give y'all that. Breast milk is free. And I wish that I could have free milk. I will say that. Because uh, when I was buying uh, Similac, listen, $40 for a can of milk. And my boys ate. So we were buying that big, uh, the big can from Sam's. And we would literally buy that like every week almost. So $80 every two weeks went to formula. And then you got pampers and everything else that goes along with having a child. Have kids, they said. It'll be fun, they said. It's expensive, I say. Okay? So, for that, I do agree. I wish, I really wish I could have had free milk. But, you know, to each his own. Shout out to those uh, WIC moms, though. WIC helps out a lot. So, you should check out those programs that can help you financially balance what your choice is for your child but i just you know we're gonna get into the conversation a little later and four they say it helps it helps moms too like it lowers the risk of blood pressure and cardio disease it reduces chance of breast ovarian and uterus cancer i'm for that so go breastfeeders um do i think that if you don't breastfeed that you're gonna get cancer no i don't think that so i mean these are factual data elements of breastfeeding moms and i think it's amazing like i'm all for breastfeeding moms however i'm not a bad mom because my kids are formula fed that's all i want to keep like emphasizing i guess 
Nikki says she's breastfeeding as of 10 months next week. You go, girl. You go, girl. And I really want y'all to, like, share with me. Um, I, I really wanted to have someone on here today, but um, they had prior plans um, that were that was going to represent for the breastfeeding team um, because I really want to hear the insight and the experience of breastfeeding moms because I've heard different experiences, but I'm going to finish the facts uh, before I share, like, experiences that I've heard. And the last one... The last one I'm a little bit hating about. I'm jealous about the last one because it says reduce reduce mom weight. And I'm just like, you know what? I can't stand y'all because the breastfeeding moms be snatched back. Okay, y'all get snatched back so much faster. Like, I feel like I lost the weight a little faster with Jackson, but then I gained it right back. Because I was just eating out of, out of control. And that's my fault. That's that's no, no fault to the formula. I just was hungry. I'm just always hungry. Like, I'm hungry right now waiting for Popeyes to get here. Guilty. Sorry. Um, but I do feel like I am jealous about that part. Like, I, I'm mad that y'all can, like, have the breastfeeding thing going on and getting this snatch back at the same time. I'm a little bit hating. Um, and then the last one, they said mother-baby bonding. And I'm I'm just like, ah, I get it. You're bonding when you're feeding the baby. And it's a different skin-to-skin contact. But I can also do skin-to-skin contact. And I can also bond with my babies. I think, first of all, Jackson is a little bit too attached, if you ask me. Like, I'm like, uh, Jax, chill out. And he's not even breastfed. So I feel like... The baby and mom bonding is all on what you come across as as a mom. Like, you can bond with your baby if you're not a breastfeeding mom. It's just spending time with them. And we always talk about that on Momish. Like, anything that you can do. I get what they're saying, but I just, I just want to emphasize these points to my formula team, team formula, that we are also bond moms, okay? So if you're unable to breastfeed, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't feel sad about it. Don't feel like you're a bad mom. Don't feel like you're not uh, as good of a mom as the breastfeeding moms because that's not true. We the bomb. Team formula. Hashtag Similac. Similac caters over here. No, that's my niece right there. She's one of the smartest one-year-olds I know, and she is formula-fed. Not taking trips to the doctor, developing perfectly, running around the house. I mean, formula fit. So the benefits of bottle feeding, the first one is like my favorite because I'm team babysitting grandmothers and babysitting dads. But it's not really babysitting because it's their kid. But the first one says you can leave your child with a caregiver and go out. Yes. Hello. I enjoy that because when I was breastfeeding Hunter, I would wake up with Hunter, even though John will also wake up. Um, he can't necessarily feed him and he can't necessarily like do the things when I'm exhausted. But the benefits of bottle feeding is that when Jackson and Hunter wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes I can say, okay, you take this one. We, we literally had a schedule by the time Jackson came. We were like experts at it. And I was like, you want the early shift or you want the late shift? Because the early shift was, I'm going to feed him before I go to bed. But that 2 o'clock feeding, you want that one? And then I'll take the 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock feeding, depending on the hour um, increments. But that helped me out a lot because 
I was exhausted, especially on the second child. I was so tired. Like, I was getting used to being a mom of two. So, it helped me to that my kids were bottle fed because dad can help out with a lot of the, that stuff. And also, when I go back to work, I don't have to worry about if my breastfed baby is taking the bottle from the child care provider. Because y'all know my mom is a child care provider. Shout out to her. And some of her breastfeeding babies, um, and that's why I wanted a breast uh, breastfeeding mom to come on here. Maybe we'll do it an, another episode where we just do like a little synopsis hot topic about breastfeeding moms. Um, but I think it's all on like the learning styles, I guess. I don't know if you guys take a class or what do you do. I don't know. But um, the breastfeeding babies that my some of the breastfeeding babies that my mom had they wouldn't take the bottle from her initially because they were so used to being only breastfed and they were never pumped like the milk wasn't pumped into a bottle so they didn't want to take the bottle from her and so it took a long time my mom is a professional so she got that she was able to work through that but I'm saying like what about the uh, child care providers that are not going to take that patience to say oh your child needs to eat so let me try to figure this out blah blah blah. or is your child just starving so that part i mean i don't know team formula um the second one bottle feeding is more convenient in public now i'm not going to say that because the breastfeeding moms are going to come at me and attack me and it's going to be like the beehive itself it's not like for beyonce it's for breastfeeding moms um because that's the biggest, biggest fight I think a lot of breastfeeding moms are fighting right now in today's age um, is public breastfeeding. And so they feel like they're attacked if they're breastfeeding their babies in public or they feel like they have to cover up if they... You can go, you can go. <laughs> um, breastfeeding in public or they feel like... They can't expose themselves or people going to talk about them and, and make them feel some type of way. Like, I do feel bad for um, some of the stories that I've seen online. It's just disgusting. I mean, I just feel like, um, I just feel like, to me, I feel like there's a respectful way, I guess. I don't want to come off sounding, like, bad about it. Um, like, I just don't feel like you should, like, I don't know. I, I'm not even going to go through that battle. But, yeah. That's what they said. No sore nipples. Woo! That was my biggest thing, guys, because, like, I was, like I told you, I was literally in, in pain. Like, I was crying. I was in tears. I was like, I cannot do this. Like, this hurts. Like, breastfeeding hurts. Like, no, I can't do this. And they say the pain kind of, like, lessens up as you go. But I, y'all... I do not have a tolerance for pain. Yes, I pushed out two babies and I got the epidural with both. And also, that's another misconception that needs to be trunked. My pop has is here, y'all. Hey. But um that's another misconception that needs to be trumped. That oh uh, you're not a uh you're not a great mom because you didn't push your baby out naturally. No, I got the epidural because I don't like pain. That's why. Okay? And I'm team epidural. But also a lot of moms think that, oh, because I had a C-section, I'm less than. No, you are not. You're great. You are great, okay? You are great. Um, But I just feel like Nikki said the pain is real, then it goes away, then they get teeth. Yikes. See, no. 
mm-mm, I'm not, I'm not that mom. And you, and that's the whole thing about momish. Like we're a community of moms. We're a community of different moms with different backgrounds and different experiences. And all of us have uh, a different thought of how, how we want to raise our kids and what we want to be as a mom. And I'm not that mom. You know your strengths and you know your weaknesses. I'm the, I wasn't the breastfeeding mom. And that's all I'm saying personally. So I'm team formula. No sore nipples. Hashtag momish. <laughs> but, um, and then four, y'all know I'm a fat girl. Eat anything you like. I feel like, listen, both my boys had me sick almost the first five months of both pregnancies. And I literally lost, with Jackson, um, I literally lost over 16 pounds before I started even gaining weight back. It was bad. I couldn't eat a darn thing. With Hunter, he did allow me to eat Taco Bell, which my husband hated. I would get the I would get the three tacos supremes crunchy with cinnamon twist and it was amazing like I would eat it like every two days and John was like I'm not delivering you any more Taco Bell but I was just like that's the only thing that this baby will let me eat and then he would let me eat watermelon and cantaloupe when it came to Jackson I could eat nothing I couldn't even keep Gatorade down, ginger ale, water, nothing. Like, I was just like, no, I can't. And so I went to the hospital a couple of times with Jackson because I had to get IV fluids um, with him. And so I just feel like you took five months of my life away from me. <laughs> like, I love my kids, but I literally could not eat nothing. I couldn't smell food. I was throwing up all over the place. It was just no. So now that you're out, I'm going to eat whatever I like. And the breastfeeding thing wasn't for me in that area because you, whatever, what you eat is what your baby is consuming. And so if you're eating something like me that may make your child gassy and fussy, then that's not fair to them. So you know what? I just feed them formula so that I can eat anything that I like. Hashtag team formula. Hashtag Similac. Okay? Similac Kate is over here. Um, and it was Similac Advance, the blue one. So, um, with that being said, I was I was about to tell y'all about oh, experiences for the breastfeeding mom. So I've heard different experiences. Um, there's some moms that pretty much get really, really sad that they can't breastfeed and they're not producing milk. Um I used to watch the Tia and Tamara show when they were, like, becoming moms or whatever. And they would talk about the fenugreek tea and, like, these cookies that they make to help you produce milk. Um, and I know my friend Tyrita, she used to make, like, cookies for breastfeeding moms or something like that. I think she did. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so look up those, like, I guess, life hacks on how to produce milk. I honestly was not that dedicated, and you may call me a bad mom. That's why I wore my sweatshirt today. One, because I'm hungover. Two, because uh, people think that formula-fed babies have bad moms, and that's a misconception. Um, So, do you what's best for your child? I did formula. But if you do you, do you. Do what's best for you and your child. Um, so I've heard moms that are sad that they can't breastfeed at all. Um, and I feel bad for them because some sometimes they feel as though that they're less than. And that's my biggest thing. Like, I don't want them to feel less than because that's not true that you're a bad mom if you can't breastfeed your child. 
Um, the second experience that I've heard from a mom is they're tired and they're exhausted and because they have to do it all. And these are different moms with different experiences, different backgrounds, and that's what mom is just about. Um, so they feel as though, oh, I have to do everything. I have to do everything. Um, and so that, you know, to each his own. I've also heard the moms who feel like their diet plan is like out of this world trash. Like I don't I can't eat what I want. I can't drink when I want to drink. Like I don't know the ins and out of the pump and dump method, but listen. Um I would definitely be one of those moms that will research the pump and dump method method because if no it's not that important like you like, "Oh, you can't go a couple of months without a drink?" Huh? You can't? I can, but the thing is, I just, I don't know. I, I, it's just, it's too much, like, I don't know. Like, I, it's too many rules to breastfeeding moms. And I'm not trumping breastfeeding. Please do not come in my inboxes and start attacking me breastfeeding moms. Like, no, breastfeeding is amazing. It is amazing. But I'm standing up for team formula because, like, I don't want my team formula moms to feel less than from y'all Bullying breastfeeding moms. Y'all are some bullies. If you're not a breastfeeding mom, like, you can't sit with us. That's how y'all be acting. So, I just ask the breastfeeding moms to include us in your little club, your secret society. That's all. We're, we're moms, too. Um, our kids are great, too. Um, And then I've heard breastfeeding moms who are like, I'm all the way team breastfeeding. And they're having an amazing experience. And they can't. I don't know. They love breastfeeding. It's the most awesome experience in the world to them. And that's great. Formula was great to me, you know? Um, so, season two is in full effect. Yes, the Milky Way. So, the, this battle has been going on since the beginning of time, I guess. And a lot of moms are still fighting this battle of... Who's the better mom of breastfeeding and who's the better mom of formula feeding? Who's who's the greatest mom of all time, you know? Um, but I just go back to my history. When all else fails, go back to your history. Uh, mom, was you breastfed? Mm-mm. My mom was not breastfed, and she is great. Like, what up on carnation milk? Carnation milk. Infant milk and Similac wasn't even out. So I just feel like, all this uh stuff about oh breastfeed your kids so that they won't be going back and forth to the hospital. My kids don't go back and forth to the hospital and they're on formula fe- formula fed. Breastfeed your kids because um they're gonna be smarter. Hello, Hunter got accepted into early admittance kindergarten. Like, yes, I'm gonna give credit to all the five year olds that went to car- kindergarten this year. However, they did not have to test to get in. And my baby got in. And guess what? He was on a 30 day probationary period of them observing him because they, they will tell you that within that 30 days, if your child isn't meeting up academically, that they will uh, pretty much send you a letter. They're going to have this conference with you, and they're going to pretty much tell you that your child cannot continue into kindergarten. And guess what? Hunter passed his 30 days with flying colors. And so he's formula fan. So he's super smart. So I just feel like that is, you know, the facts that they're saying. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying, like. 
don't say, oh, my kid is breastfed, so he's healthier. No, that's not true. Oh, my kid is breastfed, so he's smarter. No, that's not true. Oh, my kid is breastfed, so he's going to have a brighter future. Oh, my kid is breastfed, so he's gaining the healthy weight. And my kid is breastfed, so I have a better bond with my baby than you do. No, 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 no. False, 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 false news, as Trump says. False facts. Alternative facts, that's what they say. It's just another way to divide people. Shaking my head. Fed is best no matter if it's breastfeeding or formula. Exactly. And that's what I want to get across to the mom community. That we are all great moms. Um, There are no bad moms. Even though this is my favorite movie. And I'm going to wear this sweatshirt to death because it's so great. Um, But we're not bad moms, you know. Like... We're all, and I think that we should support each other in whatever decision that you decide to make. Um, I had a lot of people come to me, well, you're not going to keep trying. You're not going to breastfeed. You're not going to, no, I'm fine. And especially when Jackson came, well, you're not at least going to try again. No, I'm not going to try again because I don't want to. And you're not going to like convince me that I'm less than because I don't want to. I did it for one week, Alicia. My mom said she did it for one week with my youngest and she was like, no. Um, Monica said, I wasn't breastfed and I was absolutely fine. My sister didn't breastfeed her niece either. And she had to take the test to start kindergarten. And she did. Hashtag team formula babies. We killing the game out here. What about people who have complications breastfeeding? Exactly, Monica. And that was my biggest thing because I, I've heard moms that really get sad and down and out about not being able to breastfeed. And also... um, Men, let's talk to the men real quick. Supporting husbands, supporting spouses, supporting baby daddies, supporting whatever role that you have in your child's life as a man. Support your woman in whatever decision that she decides to make. Now, this is not the same thing as, oh, um, abortion or something like that. This is like, it's having an effect and impact on her life. Like, for me... It was a lot. Like, it was painful. I didn't feel like that I was feeding my child enough milk. It was just a lot. And John supported me. Did he want me to breastfeed my kids? Hunter, yes. Um, Because he heard of all of these, well, I read that breastfeeding is so great and they're going to be amazing. And I'm like, okay, I'll try. And I tried and it didn't work out. And, um... It's just, he supported me. And when Jackson came and I said no to the nurse, he was fine with it. Um, and that's great. I've I've heard of some men that are hard on their, like, significant others. Because um, I, I kind of did... Um, I kind of did like a, a focus group kind of where I asked like questions to to moms or whatever. And and they were one one lady said that uh, like her husband felt like she should breastfeed and it was hard for her. And he was kind of getting upset because she couldn't. And I'm like, well, what the heck? And I don't know these people. I don't know these people at all. Um, but we just talk. It's like mommy groups. Um, and I felt bad for her because I'm like. If nobody else is there for you, your spouse should be there for you or your significant other should be there for you. They should not be the ones that's attacking you and telling you, oh, you better breastfeed my child because that's what I want. And you are you even trying to breastfeed your 
your baby or making you feel less than don't do that fellas like support us in our decisions we're trying to be the greatest moms that we possibly can be ever and i think all of my moms that watch momish are doing amazing jobs so if you're a dad on here please support your wife or your girlfriend or your baby mama no drama um and and just let them know that you know i'm here i'm gonna support you regardless of what you have to do as long as they taking care of those babies that's the most important thing i feel like it's not the bre it's not the milk out of your breast that's making this baby smart no it's not it's not it's not it's not it's not it's just not it's just not it's not <laughs> it's the stuff that you're instilling in your child day after day talking to your child, communicating with your child, teaching your child how to communicate with you. All of these, giving your child love, giving your child confidence, building them up, giving them affirmations and confirmations in life. That's what's growing your child. It's not the milk that's coming out of your breast. I'm sorry. And, oh, well, my breast milk is making my baby not sick. No, it's not. You putting a coat on your baby when, it, when the weather changes is not making your baby sick. You making sure that you get... Uh, vaccinations, if you agree with vaccinations, is not making your baby sick. Taking your child to those monthly checkup appointments is not making your baby sick. Uh, doing the, the things that are wise as a mom is what's not making your baby ill or sick. It's not the milk that's coming out of your breast. I, I had, mean... I had parents that had breastfed children. I had breastfed children. I had regular children. They both would call and say the child had a cold. Yeah, it's equal. I think it's equal. It was, it um, and and I may just be going from a small consensus of people I know, but I just feel like, um, yes, I will say yes. You guys do have those um essential vitamins and minerals for development or whatever they say. You guys do have those, but I just feel like. Um, it, it, it doesn't mean that the formula babies are less than or they're uh, prone to or open to m more um, infections. They're not open to being developmentally, developmentally delayed, etc. So um, with that being said, that's my ending on the Milky Way. And I know that I'm going to get inboxes once people start watching this, um, but... Thank you guys so much. But I do have a couple of um, announcements. Um, hopefully, you guys had a chance to uh, watch the interview that I did on YouTube. Um, I did it with 85 Alive, which is an amazing nonprofit organization that is working with um, the youth of the community. And the biggest thing that I love about 85 Alive is that they're working with... Um, the youth but they're growing young entrepreneurs so they're teaching them like entrepreneurship so um i'm excited to pair with them because i'm going to be paired with um some students some youth in the community um and just talking to them about what i do um how i started with the podcast etc so it's giving color kids as you say um then a chance to say oh this person looks like me and they're doing this and and they're in all different types of neighborhoods so when i worked at uh fairmont heights high school i seen that those kids need something like that so i'm excited for that that's coming up i did a um a couple of other interviews that will be coming out that you guys should check out their written interviews uh, with the residential historian um and that's going to be coming out soon um, she was the uh, commentator of the panel discussion that I did, um, which was amazing. So I'm excited for that interview to come out. And 
um, just doing more community work. You saw that uh, my mom and my sister and I, we went to uh, serve the senior citizens of the Author Caper Fire in Washington, D.C. That was an amazing experience. So um, when you ask what is coming up for Momish, um, a lot of community work, a lot of give back work is coming up. Um, I've been looking into a studio space, so that's coming up. Um, Momish paraphernalia is coming up. We're about to have uh, sweatshirts and hoodies coming out. So if you're interested in that, please let me know. Um, I'm getting everything together for that. Um, what else is coming up? So this season, what you can look forward to is topics that are needed in the community today. Um, we're going to have a mom on here that has a child with physical and mental disabilities, which I'm looking forward to talking to because um, I don't think we understand the things that those moms have to encounter and go through. Like, it's totally different. Um, I have a mom that's going to talk about her journey and experience of miscarriage, um, which I think is very brave because a lot of moms that go through miscarriages, they go through a lot emotionally. Um, and so I think that her coming on and being brave and taking that um, taking that point for the team and, and just sharing her experience will really bless somebody. Um, and so it's going to be a lot of like, um, really good interviews coming up. So stay tuned for season, for more episodes of season two. And also, um, it is Sunday and we ordered Popeye's today, but I'm definitely going to be putting in another order with Monty menu this week. Um, because sometimes during the week you're just lazy and, Chick-fil-A is always my go-to. Pizza is my go-to. Popeye's. Um, but last week, I ordered from Monty Menu. Um, Monica Clory on Facebook. Um, you can follow her on Instagram at Monty Menu. Um, and I ordered two Cornish hens. It was stuffed with stuffing. And it was, like, super juicy. It was amazing, y'all. Like, I ordered it on... I got it that Sunday. And then Monday, when I put it in the oven, it was not dry. Like, it was still juice and everything. It was amazing. So, I say that for the moms that are football moms, if you're a sports mom, cheer mom, or you're just a tired mom, lazy mom, don't feel like cooking mom, or you can't cook, and or you don't want to feed your child fast food, you feel bad about that, you want you don't want to feel like a bad mom, order from Monty Menu because you get your children and your husband a homemade meal, and you don't got to worry about messing up the kitchen, washing dishes, none of that, because listen... Um, I don't let other women feed my man, but listen, I will order it in a quick heartbeat. And John loved it. And we had some crab cake sliders and they were so bomb, y'all. So check out Money Menu for that. Um, and just stay tuned, but definitely check out the interview that I did on YouTube. Um, I'll post the link again, but it's on my page. Check that out and feel free to share. Thank you guys for being on this journey with me. I'm so glad to come back for season two, and hopefully I look a little bit, little bit better next week. Um, and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Hashtag momish. See you guys later. Enjoy your Sunday. Have a great week, a blessed week. And take care of those babies. If you breastfeed or formula feed. Or if you want to order from Monty Menu. <laughs>